Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day, this is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking Care of Business. This is the week of uh, August the 1st. First, first week of August. First yeah. full week of August, yep. My mom's 80th birthday is... Uh, A week from today. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. On the 8th. 80... Did you say 80th? 88. I thought you said 80th. I was like... I may have said that, but it was 88. Yes. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, it can, Summer continues to be in full force. Um, it's hot. A lot of people are very upset with her because she had me. <laughs> no, to be sure not. No, she did have me. <laughs> no. I, I can promise you. All right. Uh, yeah, I was there. <laughs> Fond memories? Not really much of a memory, but I was there. <laughs> you saw I was a little she- squirt. <laughs> So was she when it happened. She was there. She can't confirm. Oh, my Lord. Uh, is there anything we need to talk about before we get rolling? No, I think we are pretty much have covered the gamut of uh, poor taste like we always do. Well, that's kind of us. Um, anyway, um, my name is George Pate. Uh, I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. I thought we had fallen asleep for a moment there. There was a little bit of a delay. Uh, We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, uh, which is right outside of Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www thejourneysgroup.com uh, our website has a variety of financial articles it has our uh, contact information as well as our physical location um, there's a place if you have a question or want to request an appointment with us there's a little form you fill out with your um, question and email phone number and name and we'll be in touch with you um, it has links to our facebook page our instagram page and our youtube channel uh different stuff on all three of those so i'd encourage you to check all that out um it has the podcast taking care of business or the launch page for the podcast uh how many platforms we all know something like 19 different i didn't even know there were that many podcast places um but we're we're on like 19 different podcast platforms um which is proof this is a great country we live in it requires no talent to have a podcast Uh, have you listened to some of the podcasts out there? It that really doesn't take that. much. Yeah. Uh, I think they just give anybody a mic to these days and just say, Hey, do a podcast. But anyway, um, but yeah, if you, if you want to hear past shows, um, that's the place to do it. Like I said, there's 19 different places you can listen to it. Um, and last but not least, it has a place for upcoming events. Um, our next one, like we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, is on September the 6th at 6 o'clock. It is our halftime report. Um, at the beginning of the year, we always do a State of the Markets webinar. Uh, which is just kind of a, a prediction for what we think is going to It's a review of the previous year and a prediction for the upcoming year. Uh, and all of this stuff is based on um, numerous sources of data and statistics. This is not just, hey, this is what we feel is going to happen. No, th- this is based on indicators, statistics. Data. I mean, it, it's it's really, really hardcore factual, um, unlike this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh Okay, well, that's why we have the disclaimer at the end, I suppose. <laughs> no, but th- this uh, the and then the halftime report is much of the same. Where, um, it, like I said, September the sixth. By that point, we will have uh, 
pretty much compiled all the data from the first two quarters of the year through June 30th. Um, and so we will review the first half of the year, see how close we were with our predictions from the State of the Markets webinar, and kind of predict what we think is going to happen for the last half, or, or I guess I should say the last quarter of the year. Um, and going into 2023, kind of what we anticipate seeing. Uh, again, this is not, hey, this is what we feel like. This is what we think is going to happen. This is, there are, if you're a numbers or a statistics guy or gal, I'd really encourage you to, to tune in. Um, really great information. Um, uh, we do a lot of research to get ready for it. And yeah, it, it, we, it, yeah it's, it's, it's a very factual report. It's not, not a lot of our, Usual blow hardness. Yeah, it's 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 very informational. Um, if you can't make it, that's okay. It will be uh it will be uploaded to our YouTube channel. But that is September the sixth at six o'clock. Uh, over it's that's a webinar, so uh, digital. There will be a registration page on that event page on the web or a registration link um on that page on the website. So I encourage you to check that out. Um, and we'll be talking more about that. You know, kind of leading up to it to remind you. So with that, I think we have uh, I think I've covered everything. So Indeed. We, we will jump right in. Uh, what are we talking about today? We are talking about the five biggest mistakes that we see people make in financial planning. Uh, and these are big ones. Um, They're exp- when I say big, I mean very expensive. Yes. Um, and, it, and it just kind of throws off the efficiency of a plan. Um, so number one. Uh, confusing a financial advisor with a certified financial planner. Uh, now, I know uh, probably two minutes ago, I introduced myself as a financial advisor. Um, the only reason that I do that is because I can't legally call myself a CFP yet. Uh, in about two months, two or three months, hopefully, I will be able to do so. Um, well, did you know that we could go, uh, Michael's in the control book, the guy that produces our show, and we could go to Michael right now and hire him, and literally the minute we hire him, legitimately legally call him a financial advisor i actually learned recently we can hire him and legitimately call him a financial planner not a certified financial not a certified yep. but a financial planner um yes we i mean if, if i'm walking down the street and i meet somebody i can hire them on the spot print business cards for them that day and call them a financial advisor and there's no there there is no um criteria ed- there's no there's no requirements there's no uh nothing yeah, I mean anybody can be a anybody can be a financial advisor at any given moment in time. Um, what is the difference between the two? Um, two years of my life. Yeah, two years of two years of my life. Um, the the biggest thing is credibility. Um, the the um, well, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the biggest thing. The first thing on, on my list yeah, here the is credibility. The biggest thing is is the what you have to do uh, to be a certified financial planner. You have to take seven graduate level courses and pass them national exams national yeah. exams and they have a lower pass rate than the cpa exam which as we all know is vicious yeah. so our point is if you're going to deal with somebody um why don't you deal with somebody who is making this a profession and doing everything they can to be the best they can be yeah this is not i am I'm, I'm i'm six for six i take the big comprehensive exam in november um and having done this course load this is not something that you just casually do. If you're not serious about this profession, you don't do this. I mean, this, this is, <laughs> I'll be honest, this stuff is not fun. Um, it's been incredibly educational and incredibly helpful, but it is vicious. It is brutal. Uh, I mean, you're studying things like income tax, retirement plan. I mean, it is, it is, um, it's tough. And so, like he said, why would you go, why would you not go with somebody that, that took two years of their life and their career to reach the highest echelon of their career. Um, we, we relate this a lot to, um, somebody who is an accountant versus a CPA. 
Um, there's a big, there's a world of difference between somebody that just does taxes and a CPA. Um, and so again, why would you not want to get the best of the best? Why would you not want somebody that has gone to the greatest reaches to get all of the education and training that they possibly can? Um, if it ain't got CFP, keep walking. Yes. Or if they're not working on CFP. Yeah. There's, there's a ton of initials people put after their name. I think I've got six different designations. Um, but you only use one of them. Yeah. Uh, but if it ain't CFP, keep on walking. Yeah. Um, and and what it comes down to folks is, is, is number again, number one, they've spent two years of their life putting the, working on that to get that done. And, and that is not something to be taken lightly. So they are serious about their job. Number two, that training teaches you how to write a financial plan. It doesn't teach. And I know that sounds obvious, but it doesn't teach you how to invest money. It doesn't teach you how to buy stocks. It doesn't, it doesn't teach you that it teaches you how to write up a comprehensive financial plan for somebody. So if you want somebody to, for investing, uh, I mean, I guess you could go to an advisor if you want financial planning, which everyone that hears my voice right now should be looking for financial planning, go to a CFP. Um, I just I cannot stress that enough that uh, if they don't have CFP, keep going. Uh, how many are there in Pitt County? There's that's so much. There's like 17 in Pitt County, and yeah. and like over half of those are Most working in work bank for trust banks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, there's 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 a few there's a few few of them out out there. But um, look for a CFP. Look for a work with a financial planner, not a financial advisor. Because again, anybody with any level of um, Training or education? Not even training. They, they yeah. just got a job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, um, you've heard us mention Kinsey. Kinsey is our, our, our director of marketing. I could legally give Kinsey a business card today as a financial advisor. And she, I mean, she's never done any of this before in her life. Um, so again, work with the CFP. Uh, number two, and I know y'all are sick of hearing this, but we will talk about it uh, as long as we need to. Um, not understanding your fees and what you are paying. Uh, this is probably the single biggest detriment to somebody's uh, portfolio. Um, you got to understand what you're paying. Let, let's take two different uh, two examples. Um, we've got John Doe, who is working with um, company XYZ over here, who is a broker dealer. <clears throat> And then you take Jane Doe, who was working with an independent firm like us. Um, the difference in the difference in their return comes solely down to the fees. You've heard us talk about fees ad nauseum, so I, I won't go so far into it today. But you got to understand what you're paying. We I cannot tell you how many times somebody's come into our office um, and we mention fees to them, and they say, and, and they're with a broker dealer, um, you know, a, a, a Edward Jones, Merrill Lynch, any any of the big firms like that, um, and we look at them and we and they say. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm only paying 1% to my person. And that we, may be true. We try not to scoff loudly. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, that may be true. You're paying 1% to your person, but that's not all you're paying. Um, so uh, guys, do the research, dig into this stuff and, and, and find out exactly what you're paying. That is the biggest reason that your returns are not as high as they could be. Um, you just a portfolio gets eaten alive by fees. So understand what you're paying. Understand more importantly than that, understand what you're buying, so that you understand what you're paying for. Well, I mean, I'll give you an example. The the, the most expensive portfolio the Journeys Group have is one point one five percent, and that includes our, our fee. fee. Yep. That 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 is everything. Uh, 
the fees we see with the larger broker dealers, uh, once you put it all together in the two and a half to four percent range. Uh, and here's what's really frightening is we have had people to go back to their financial advisor and the financial advisor swore up and down it was one percent because they didn't they know have no either. idea yeah, yeah they have no idea that's that's what's scary is that they just uh, they have no clue yeah they don't know themselves and, and again it goes back again why you want to have a planner not an planner. advisor yeah yeah um so understand the fees um be aware of them do some research um because if you don't know what you're paying how i mean that that's just i don't know that's foolish investing um number three Having a plan as opposed to buying an investment. I've, I've already talked a little bit about this. Um, make sure that, again, if you're working with a planner, you're going to have a plan. But more important than that, make sure the plan is in writing. Make sure you have a copy of the plan. Um, make sure it's we have here endorsed by the planner that that he or she did that, wrote up that plan. Um, if we have a, we, occasionally, we'll have an issue where somebody says. Well, I thought you said so-and-so and so-and-so. And And it's very simple for us to say, well, let's look at your plan. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And, no, there it is. This is what we said. And so there's no he said, she said, we said. It's all written down. Um, And so if we do make a mistake, it's very easy to find out because we know what the plan says. More importantly than that – it gives you a reference point, you know, as you're going there, there's when we, when we draw up a plan, when anybody draws up a plan, this is how it should be. It's like a roadmap. There's a very logical progression and, and sort of checkpoints to it where, okay, at this point I need to be, uh, this is what we're looking for at this point. This is what we're looking for. And so what that does is, is that gives you the ability to look back at the original plan, you know, 10 years down the road, because you're probably not going to remember the plan at that point, but that gives you the ability to pull up the plan in your hand look at it take a look at it and see okay where am i at on this plan am i am i on track um are there any changes that need to be made um am i well ahead of where i need to be it just it kind of gives you a, a litmus test of um how the plan is going am i am i still on track if i'm not on track how do I get back on track? What do I need to do to be on track? It, it just, it really lets you, it puts you in the driver's seat because you know pretty much at any given point in time um, where you're at. And more important than that, you've got that plan. It, and, and again, the plan is logical. It takes you from point A to point B. Um, and that sounds simple, but the way that we do planning and the way that, I mean, I think planning should be done, it's not quite as simple as A to B, uh, which again, this is why you need to work with a planner because most people don't have the time, the energy, the wherewithal to do this kind of planning on their own. Um, and, I mean, people we're busy. You, you know, you don't have time to do that. So, well, the work other thing with the too is that, is that we tell people so many times that, and there is no such thing as a good investment for everybody, and so. You, if somebody says to you, you know, buy this, yada, 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 because why? Well, it's a great investment. How does that fit into your situation? Is it a great investment in my case for a 62 year old? Is it a great investment? Uh, you know, how does it, how does it pertain to me? If you don't have a plan in place, you have no way to judge the recommendations that's being made to you as, excuse me, as to whether or not it's appropriate. Yeah. And, and, and when we're, when you're looking at, when you have, when you are given a financial plan, excuse me, I'm tripping over my words. Yeah. Use your words. I know. When you're given a financial plan, there should be a very clear, and I keep using this word, logical reason behind every step of the plan. Okay, uh, we're going to take X amount of dollars out of your 401k and um, 
put it into this port, put it into this and this product, this stock, this uh, portfolio, whatever it may be. And your very next question should be why. And if the planner or the individual, if the individual can't say, can't give you a good logical reason that is not, this will give you, this is going to give you a good return. Uh, don't do it. Um, a, a financial plan, any recommendation that we make always has logic backing behind it. So, okay, uh, okay, we're recommending that you buy this product because at this age it's going to produce this kind of income. Um, so again, don't be afraid to ask questions, but more importantly than that, that's why it's so important to have these plans rather than just, uh, hey, we need to buy this stock or this fund. Um, well, why do we need to buy it? Because it's a good investment. Again, we've said this a million times. If somebody tells you it's a good investment, your next question should be a good investment for what? And if they can't give you a good answer, don't do it. Um, so have a plan in writing. And, and I cannot stress that enough in writing. Uh, number four mistake. Uh, I can do it later. Uh, I think that this kind of ties back into um, what we talked about the last two weeks. Um, I think very well with the last two weeks with estate planning, uh, just like just like estate planning, financial planning. Oh, I can do it later. Um, if you say I can do it later, uh, when is later going to be? Number one. And number two, when later comes, are you able to save enough to make it work at that point? Um, if, if you are 30 years old and in order to retire at 60, you have to save $200 a month. All right. And, but you say, nah, I just, I'll, I'll, I'll do it later. All right. Now you're 50 and you've got to save $4,000 a month. Are you able to do that? Most people probably not. Um, so don't just, just like your estate planning, this stuff, I mean, it's not fun to talk about. It's not fun to do because it's, it's very adult and it's very boring, which I don't do very well. Um, but what's worse, having a little bit of uh, now or being 70 years old, still working full time because you didn't take the proper planning 30 years prior, um, time value of money. We, we've talked ad nauseum about this. Um, you save a little bit now and let time do the work for you, or you save a bunch of or you have to save a bunch of money later because you don't have time on your side. Um, so I know there's probably a lot of you out there that, um, have been meaning to get around to doing it. Uh, just do it guys, just do it. Make the appointment. Um, just go talk to somebody. Uh, cause you, you just, if not now, if, if not now, when, um, it's never going to be a convenient time for you. Um, you know, it, there, there's never going to be a convenient time to do it. You kind of have to make the time to, to make that happen and, and to take that step and to, to just walk blindly and say, Oh, I'll figure it out. That is just, that's foolish and it's so dangerous. Um, again, I, I re, I'm relating this back to our estate planning show. If you don't do it for yourself, do it for your family. Um, because if, if something were to happen to you right now and you don't have a financial plan, what would happen to your family? Um, and I just, I, and this is going to be harsh and, um, I think it has to be, I cannot think of a more selfish thing to do than, than to just say, well, I'll get to it later. Um, because it's inconvenient to you right now when you've got a family. Um, and that may be harsh, but that's just, no, that's the have, reality. Like I said, when somebody dies, it's a big enough, uh, turmoil. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, you know, they're upset. People are upset. And when you, one of the things we tell people is that I cannot replace your husband, your wife, whatever. Can't bring but the person I, back. But I can make sure financially you're okay. Yep. So you're not going to have to worry about losing your house. Uh, your children can stay in the same bedroom they used to stay in. The end. That's one less thing that you have to worry about yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, 
it's just I'm and like I said, I'm just amazed at um some of the callousness I see where, well, I'm gonna be dead. That's not really my problem. I'm like, dude. Really? really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's just uh, but um, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and last big mistake. Uh. And this is a. I know I've said a big one for a lot of these. This is a big one. Not having not having enough savings or insurance. Um. You've heard us talk about the financial planning pyramid. Um. This is the foundation of the pyramid. This is the foundation of any financial plan. Is having adequate savings and adequate life insurance uh, and if you don't say savings life insurance is the, pure, the, foundation. Is, is the foundation savings is the next level yeah um but this 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 is what you build the financial plan on and if you don't have this in place uh, what happens if you fall upon a disaster uh, it, and my notes here i have written long fall down the pyramid and it is a long fall indeed um if something we talked about this before, if you don't have adequate savings and you have just an absolute financial emergency and you've got to draw money out of the 401k, now you're back to square one. Not, not only are you, you know, hurting yourself because of taxes and penalties, you have just well, wiped out yeah. all of your hard work. Yeah. Let's say right now you, you've got $500 in the bank, but you got a $200,000 stock portfolio. So in your mind, you got plenty of cash and you have a, uh, a $20,000 roof that has to be done. And well, if you don't have in the bank, so you have to liquidate some of that stock, stock portfolio at the worst possible time. Yep. yep. Or so, put it on a credit card, which is even worse. Yeah. So it's just that that's where you got, you got to start with, you got to start there. Cause if you, if you don't have that, um, and again, something happens, uh, long fall from grace. And again, it, it can wipe out so much of your hard work and savings elsewhere. And again, this is something that's too easy to fix to not do. Um, if you have questions about any of this, if you want to challenge any of it, uh, if you need some help, give us a call, 252-746-6785. Again, 252-746-6785. All right, let's recap here. Uh, five big mistakes that you can make when it comes to your finances. Um, not Working with a financial advisor instead of a CFP. Um, again, why would you not want the the someone who has taken the time and effort to be the best at their craft um i, I think that kind of speaks for itself again two years of our lives we spent doing this stuff and um anyway um not number two not understanding fees and what you're paying guys make sure you understand this make sure um make sure you're not paying unnecessary fees you know make, make sure ask your person what ask them point blank what fees you're paying. And if they can't give you a good answer, maybe that's, that's a good sign to look elsewhere. So understand what you're paying because fees are the biggest reason that a portfolio doesn't grow the way it ought to. Um, again, we've talked ad nauseum about this. There's a lot of unnecessary fees out there that you really just don't need to pay. Why would you pay three, three and a half percent when you can pay one and a half, one or one and a half, um, and put an extra 2% in your pocket? Um, so again, Understand those fees. Make sure that, um, make sure they're, make sure they're all clear to you. Um, number three, uh, make sure that you have a, fi a written financial plan as opposed to just buying an investment or a portfolio. Um, we have seen some, some pretty horror stories where somebody came into our office and bought an investment, didn't know what the investment was, and it was not not suitable for them. It, it didn't fit their needs. Um, it was somebody that. Uh, I, I hate to use this comparison. It was somebody that was like a used car salesman. 
that um, they they sold something to somebody to make a quick buck and it had no use in their portfolio at all. So make sure you have a, a and I cannot stress this enough, a written financial plan that may not seem like a big deal, but having it in writing. Number one holds holds your planner accountable because it's their work. You, I mean, you got it there. And number two, it allows both of you to go back and reference it. Number one, if there's ever a dispute or a a, a confusion in the plan. And number two, it lets you kind of do a litmus test of, of or a, a, a checkpoint or a um of of where you are on the plan. So, and again, make sure you understand it completely before you take any steps. Uh, if there's any, if you have any questions about anything in the plan, make sure you address that before you, you buy anything or take any steps. Um, number four, I can do it later. Uh, no, you, I promise you, you probably cannot. Uh, there very rarely does that work out where people say, "Ah, oh, I'll, I'll get around to it," and they don't. They do. They 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 just doesn't happen because if you say, "I can do it later," like I said earlier, when is later? Um, do it right now. Uh, there's no time better than right now. And the longer you wait, um, the harder it's going to be when you do start. So uh, go ahead and make that phone call. Make that appointment. I cannot stress that enough. And last but not least, um, certainly not least, having inadequate savings or insurance. Um, if you don't have the foundation, how can you possibly build the rest of the house? How can you possibly build the rest of the pyramid without the foundation? It is sure to crumble around you. Um, so before you do anything, make sure you've got those savings. Make, set, a, set up an automatic draft if you have to. Do, what, do whatever you have to do to make sure that you are appropriately saving money in case, in case of just an absolute disaster emergency. Um, I think I beat that horse enough, but, <laughs> but I mean, I just, I, I hate, I hate to keep repeating myself, but guys, this is so, so, so important. Uh, all five of these things are so important to, to understand and to not do. Um, and the reason we're so passionate about this is because we have seen it work both ways. We have seen people make these mistakes and guys, it's, it, it's a, it, it can be a mess to clean up. So, um, anyway, I will get off my soapbox now because I hear the music in my ear. I appreciate you letting us spend a little bit of time with you today. Hope you have a great rest of the week, and we hope to visit with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.